Hallelujah. Salute us all in the name of Jesus. We welcome you to the online camp meeting. And today we are we are studying on finding your help meet. And I'd like you to join me in prayer. And if you join to you help us, you share, you invite others to come and enjoy as we come to fellowship together. So wherever you are, I want you to join me in prayer as we get ourselves prepared to receive the word of God that we may increase therefore. Even in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth wherever you are and speak in the language of the Spirit with me. Even in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth wherever you are and speak in the language of the Spirit with me. We pray, we pray that the Spirit of God, even our helper, even our comforter, this day will lead us in finding our help meter, even in the name of Jesus. Le makona mante ikora bagonde belenge dehe ikalebe koselege dehe le brakate ne mengolo bosha ipayante ne mengkapala gadabaha kora bagada gadaba kona la bazehe. Kadun <laughs> 
that thing that he is doing to be accomplished so accomplishment will be whatever the the goal of the person and if you are not doing anything you will not see the need to call for help we are praying telling god that the father should help us the spirit of god should help us that anything we are doing you will find our help this day that there will be enlightenment this day that you know our help means even in the name of jesus lift up your voice wherever you are in the name of jesus Wherever you are, lift up your voice. Father, cause me, Father, cause me to locate my help that I may accomplish uh, that I may find fulfillment uh, in whatever thing that has been committed to me uh, even in the name of Jesus Help us, enlighten us, uh, that we will locate her, uh, help me, uh, even in the name of Jesus, that we will live here, not being the same, uh, we will live here, going to accomplish whatever has been committed unto us uh, because we are finding our help means this there uh, even in the name of jesus marco sataha ipara kapalagabaha eko yalegadabeha kapalagado selegadeha eko lamazumbelengadeha kelo setelegadabeha kapalakonda lebeza eko labalagadabaha kalengado selegadeha iyelebele kapa iyelegede kapa iyelegede kapa
le pratu sata le mandele bekoze ikabala gada bahia pata ikaya nebele gada bekapa ikaya nebele gadosa iparabandele bazupra daha ikale melendo siata iparandele bekandolosa ikaya nele bekose legada baha iyelegada bekosata iparakatene menebehoza rapa papa liandesa ikaya nele gada bakosa rabanga debeze rakante nemehe ibaraswa talabaha ibelega dozelionka le makose tehe balata tatamanaha ika Le Makianoha, Ivalenga Swanta, Le Branca Tenemiha, Le Branca Telebehe, Le Breco Satele, Le Mantaya Dabaha, Elande Lebecapa, Ikoya Lebelelecapa, Kayande Nimiata, Le Mazum Beleliaha, Yende Lebezun de Leliaha, Isele Mazon de Lelehe, Ekabayaga Dabahaba, Ekayanega. Ekona makapa, ikaya legede bekopa, ilande legede zwata, legede bezwadiata, legede bezwagadaba, ikaya legede koshete, masun telelele, masun telelele, masun telelele, masun telelele. Mansun telelelele, imayandele kosete, le maluada dabaha, le maduandelelele, le madundelelele, le madundelebelebehe, 
in the name of Jesus 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 we pray Amen praise God Hallelujah praise God Hallelujah if you can hear me I want you to type glory, 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 if you can hear me. I want you to type glory, if you can hear me. Is it loud? Is it clear? I need the feedback from you. Praise God. It is another wonderful moment in the presence of God. Can somebody hear me? Oh, okay. So it's not loud. How is it now? Praise God. How is it now? Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Praise God. If you can hear me, give me a feedback. Is it loud? Is it loud now? Is it loud now? Is it okay? Okay. All right. All right. Glory to Jesus. We can move. This is another wonderful moment, a wonderful time in the presence of God. Yesterday, by the grace of God, we started looking at the subject, finding your help needs finding your help meet and so we we started finding your help meet finding your help meet and so this evening we continue along that line i want to quickly find from you what you learned what you learned yesterday so if i can get somebody to share if it's just a free just so i know that you you followed from yesterday and we can take off from today even before we say a word of prayer anybody to share anybody to share what they learned okay <laughs> salvation through faith in christ jesus 
of course. If you are able to say this, then I know you were in church yesterday. I want you to share the link with a friend, share it on your status, invite other people as well to join. Salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. We said yesterday is the bedrock on which the scriptures are built. Salvation through faith in Christ Jesus is the bedrock on which the scriptures are built. Hallelujah. We want to continue today. We'll do a quick recap of yesterday just for the benefit of those who were not with us yesterday. Please, as I go on, give me a feedback. If the voice is breaking, if the voice is low, give me a feedback. Kindly do so that I would adjust my, myself where I am. Amen. Shall we say a word of prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this evening. One more time. Thank you for such a wonderful moment and time we had this dawn. Thank you for that free flow of your spirit. Thank you for that healing you brought us, that restoration you brought us. We ask and receive that this evening in this atmosphere, that our hearts would receive your word with gladness and even with meekness, that the word of God would come forth with power and would transform our understanding, our thinking, that we would go out there and be doers of the word. In the name of Jesus, have we asked. Amen. Amen. If you can hear me, type an amen. Let me know if, if you are with me. Let me know if you are with me. Amen. All right. Amen. Good. So I can, I can see, I can see you are with me. So yesterday we started by saying that the counsels of God are taught with human language. You remember that? So I said that whatever God would have man know about him, he would do it through human language. God cannot communicate outside the language that is common to man. So God would communicate with us with human language. God would communicate using things that we are familiar with as human beings. And so I said the counsels of God are taught um, via human language, language that is common to man. Hallelujah. I laid a lot of foundations. I don't want to go over them. I want to quickly move on and look at today's item. Today we want to really find the help me. How many of you are excited to find the help me? To find your help me? Who wants to find their help me? <laughs> Who wants to find their help me? Okay. So, come on. Let's find the help me. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Of course, anytime you have me, you should open there before I start. <laughs> but one of these days, I will shock you. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Praise God. Now I need you to understand 
that, you know, um, this statement as recorded by Matthew appears to be very short. How many, um, how many verses? 18, 19, 20. Just about um, two or three verses. And so it appears to be very short. And so you will be tempted to think that Jesus just appeared to them and then said, all authority has been given unto me. Go and make disciples. You know, and when he finished saying this, he vanished from their sight. Something like that. But it is not so. Hallelujah. What Matthew gives us is a summary of what happened. And so Matthew decides to explain everything that happened as a summary. And in his summary, he says that uh, Jesus came and said, all authority in heaven. So you would expect that Jesus might have explained to them what he means by all authority, what he means by heaven and earth, what he means by making disciples of all nations, what it means by teaching them to observe all things. In fact, all things means that Jesus might have told them a lot of things and he expects them to teach these disciples to obey and observe all things. And so what you have in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, is a summary. It's a summary. Of course, we are fortunate that it is not only Matthew who was present at, at this time. And so we have other synoptic writers also giving their summary. So let's look at Mark, for instance. Mark also gives a summary of the same thing. And Mark in Mark 16, 15 also chooses to, you know, summarize the whole content of Jesus teaching us. Mark 16, 15, I read that go Mark 16, 15. Philip, can you paste it for us? I don't want to quote from my head. Good. And he said to them, go into all the world. So you see, in Mark 16, there is another going. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You see, you see similarities. Preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who believes and is baptized. So you see that in Mark's account, he doesn't add baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Of course, when you check early manuscripts, that portion of scripture is not there. Anyway, but that's for another time. So Mark chooses to say that he who believes, he who believes the gospel that they speak is and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And Mark says that these signs will follow those who believe. Okay? So that is Mark's summary of what happened. Let's look at Luke. Luke also gives us a summary of what happened even as um, Mark does and then Matthew does Luke 24. Luke 24. Luke 24. Are you there? Okay, so yesterday I said that a basic requirement for this meeting is what? A teachable spirit, a yearning spirit, and a writing material, and a personal Bible. I said, your phone is not your Bible. Hallelujah. Your phone, tell your neighbor, your phone is not your Bible. Your phone is not your Bible. Okay? When we are to donate to orphanages, to give them, you know, Bibles. We don't buy phones for them. We buy, we buy 
we buy Bibles for them, hardcover Bibles. Somebody didn't like that, but I've said it. Your phone is not your Bible. Your phone is your phone. Hallelujah. So get yourself a Bible. A good Bible student should not be happy using the phone as a Bible. Doomso will, will take your Bible away. Doomso will take your Bible away. But your hard Bible can never be taken away. Somebody saying the flood will take it away. <laughs> May the Lord have mercy on you. <laughs> so Luke 24, verse 17 says that, let me take it from verse, um, verse, verse 46, rather. Let me take it from verse 46. Says, thus it is written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. Do you see it here too? To all nations. It means that that was Jesus' emphasis. He emphasized it so much. That is why Matthew captures it, Luke captures it, Mark captures it. All nations. All nations, to all nations, very important. So Jesus says in Luke 24, 47, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And so that tells you that the various gospel writers chose their own way of summarizing it, depending on who they were writing to, depending on their audience. But the essence, the material, the substance of that it's not lost. In fact, as a matter of fact, Acts, the book of Acts, the writer of Acts, that is the same man, Luke. Luke records in Acts chapter 1, verse 2, that until the day in which he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandment to the apostle whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And so, Luke, Dr. Luke says that Jesus spent 40 days with his disciples. And in these 40 days, the things he taught is what Matthew summarizes in Matthew 28, 18-20. Tonight, we want to zoom in into understanding, understanding what the help meet means. The help meet means. Let's read Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. That is where we find the help meet. Genesis chapter 2. Verse 18. Genesis 2, 18. It is not good that man should be alone. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. Take note of this. It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Take note of that also. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Now, I told you from yesterday, the Bible students should pay attention, careful attention to details. The first question you want to ask yourself is that who wrote this? Who wrote this? The man Moses did. The man Moses wrote the help meet. Wrote concerning the help meet. The first person who wrote concerning the help meet. If you want to call it the help meet, I will allow you. If you want to call it the helper, I will allow you. I will allow you. If you want to call the help meet the wife, don't worry. I will still allow you. 
But take note that Moses was the first person who wrote concerning the help meet. And so to understand the help meet, you have to understand Moses and his writing. And so we want to find out how does Moses write saying with Moses. I told you yesterday that Jesus' mode of interpretation from Luke 24, 44 to 47, Luke 24, 25 to 27, says that beginning at Moses, beginning at Moses, I said that word means Moses as the principal or the first point of that interpretation and then staying with him as you proceed. So Jesus would begin at Moses, would make reference to Moses, even as he seeks to explain the Psalms, even as he seeks to explain the prophets. It also means that the prophets would quote from Moses. The prophets will prophesy from Moses. In fact, David, who is the major writer of the Psalms, would also write from Moses, would speak from Moses. And so Moses is the first speaker of God's word, if I should say, or better still, the first writer of the counsel of God. In fact, let me, let me correct myself. There were men before Moses, men like Abraham. But Moses is the one who documented the counsels of God. The first writer of the scriptures is Moses. How does Moses write? How does Moses write? How does Moses write? That is what we need to understand. By the time we understand that, it will be easy to understand what the help means. So we are going to look at Moses the writer, because Jesus began his explanation from Moses. Hallelujah. Having seen that Jesus started his explanation from Moses, we need to therefore pay particular attention to Moses. In paying attention to Moses, we keep our eye where? On the ball. Keep your eye on the ball. What will be the ball? Salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 16, I explained that the scriptures are meant for salvation, salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So the writers of the scriptures would explain from salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Moses would write concerning salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Now open your Bible to Titus chapter 1. Before we come back to Moses, look at Titus. Titus. Titus is in the New Testament, my brethren. Titus is the New Testament. Account there. Very interesting. Titus 1. Let's read from um let's read from the beginning. Okay. Paul, a born servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's and acknowledgement of the truth which accords with godliness. Look at verse 2. In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised from where? Before time began. Before time began. But as in due time manifested his word through preaching, which was committed to me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. So Paul says that the promise of eternal life, 
which is the promise of God, was given before time began. In fact, let me ask you, who was the first person who documented time in the Bible? Moses. In the beginning, when Moses wrote Genesis 1, he started by documenting time. That is why he said, in the beginning. So before Genesis 1, we don't have any account, except you want to make reference to extra-biblical materials. You have no account, except Moses comes and says, in the beginning, making reference to time. And Paul, by the Spirit, says that the promise of eternal life was promised before the foundation. It means that before Moses wrote. That means that as Moses would write, because the promise precedes his writing, Moses will write with the promise, which is eternal life, which we can also call salvation through faith in Christ Jesus as his background. So Moses will write Genesis with salvation in his mind. I told you Moses is not a historian. He will write concerning salvation so he will start Genesis explaining salvation. Very important. I need you to pay particular attention. Now look at Matthew 19. An interesting thing happened there. In Matthew chapter 19. An interesting thing happened there. Glory to Jesus. I'm enjoying myself already. I hope you can hear me. Matthew chapter 19. 19. Let's read from um, verse 3. It says that the Pharisees also came to him. Matthew 19, 3. Are you there? Are you there? Matthew 19, 3. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him and saying to him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? So they, they asked Jesus a question concerning divorce. Look at Jesus' answer. And he answered and said to them, have you not read have you not read? The word read in have you not read means in the Greek is anaginosko. Let me spell it for you. A-N-A-G-I-N-O-S-K-O. Anaginosko. It is not just any reading, but a reading that rereads, that rereads and pays attention to details. So Jesus was saying that, you know, these Pharisees that Jesus is telling them, have you not read? Don't forget they are the custodians of the Torah. So they read. <laughs> but Jesus is telling them, have you not read? It means that they had read, but Jesus is saying, have you not paid attention to the things you are reading? So Anaginosko is not just any frivolous reading, but a deliberate reading that pays attention to details. And so in our quest to explain the, uh, the, the help me, we would read well. Hallelujah. We pay attention to details. So Jesus said, have you not read? But he who made them, at the beginning, as where the beginning. So when Jesus makes reference to the beginning, who is he explaining from? Moses. I told you that I will vindicate Moses for you. <laughs> you love Moses. <laughs> so Jesus says that, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? Whose account is he reading from? Moses. 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 So Jesus is reading Moses, explaining from Moses. Hallelujah. Jesus is reading from Moses and explaining from Moses. And he says that at the beginning, he who made them, made them male and female. Quoting from Genesis. 
Genesis, quoting from Genesis, saying that he who made them, made them male and female. Look at it. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So Jesus was explaining from Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And so Jesus is saying that God created male and female in the beginning. So when they actually quoted Moses as having asked them to divorce, these guys were actually quoting um, Moses. Hallelujah. What this means is that they quoted Moses for divorce. Jesus also quotes Moses for marriage. <laughs> they quote Moses for divorce. Jesus quotes Moses for marriage. The same Moses. Pay attention to Moses. So, <laughs> so have you not read? In fact, they, these guys quoted Deuteronomy in explaining divorce. And Jesus said, have you not read from the beginning? It means that their reading of Moses was wrong. They decided to start reading Moses from Deuteronomy. Meanwhile, Moses had started writing from Genesis. Why do you skip the beginning and you seek to explain Deuteronomy on, on its own? That is all reading. So in order to understand Moses, read him from where? Genesis, from the beginning. Hallelujah. I'm enjoying myself already. So have you not read that he who made them, made them male and female? Let's continue. And, and he said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Again, Jesus is reading from Genesis, Genesis 2.24. That is where Jesus is reading from. Look at verses. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Let no man separate. And look at this guy. They said to him, why then did Moses command us to give a certificate of divorce? Did Moses actually command them to do that? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So Moses commanded them to give a certificate of divorce. Moses was the one who commanded them to give a certificate of divorce. But why did Moses command them to give a certificate of divorce? Why did he do it? That is what Jesus would explain. Let's continue reading. So Jesus said, I say to you that he said to them in verse 8, he said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, permitted you to divorce your wife. But from the beginning, it was not so. Hallelujah. So you see Jesus doing a defense for Moses. Or better still, Jesus interacting with Moses in this discourse. Jesus is interacting with an explainer and said, Moses, because of the hardness. This scripture actually means that Moses, looking at the hardness of your heart, permitted you. It means that the idea of divorcing, the idea of a man divorcing the wife, is actually a representation of the heart of the man. So Moses didn't do anything new. What he did was that he saw what was on their heart and he wrote it for them to do. Moses. So 
we are going to see a lot of interactions between Jesus and Moses. This is one of them. Look at John chapter 5, verse 39. Today, I just want to explain the concept of the help meet and then leave it at, 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 at that. There's a lot I have to say, but I have to restrict myself and then just explain the help meet quickly so that we can look at other matters, maybe tomorrow. Look at John chapter 5, verse 39. In John 5, 39, the same people came to Jesus again. <laughs> they came to Jesus again. John 5, 39. John 5, 39. So the Jews came to Jesus in, in, in John 5, 39. And Jesus was telling them that they do not have his word in them because they did not believe him. And he tells them that you search the scriptures. Take note. You search the scriptures. For in them, you think you have eternal life. Don't forget that Titus says that eternal life was promised before the foundation of the earth. Jesus is saying that you search the scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life. And these scriptures, these scriptures that you search, they are they which testify of me. The scriptures testify of Jesus. You remember 2 Timothy 3.15 that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. You remember Luke 24.44-47 Jesus says that ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at Moses he expounded to them in the Scriptures the things written concerning himself. So it's the same thing here. Jesus says that the Scriptures are written concerning him, concerning what exactly? His suffering, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So he tells them that the scriptures that you are searching, okay, they are they which testify of me. You want the scriptures for eternal life, but the scriptures are pointing to me. And you are not willing to come to me that the scriptures are pointing to so that you have life. It means that any consistent, deliberate attempt to know the scriptures we lead a man to salvation through faith where? In Christ Jesus. We lead a man to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. After studying the scriptures, if you are not led to Christ Jesus, it means that you studied the scripture with hardness of heart. Jesus will call it, all fools and slow of heart to believe. Luke 24, 25. Jesus will call that attempt of reading the scriptures and not arriving at salvation through faith a foolish attempt. And so he says that you do not come to me that you may have life. Let's jump to verse 46. He says, do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you. Moses in whom you trust. Moses in whom you trust. Now let me do this hermeneutic for you. You realize in verse 35 that Jesus was making reference to the scripture. Sorry, in verse 39. You search the scriptures. Now in verse, um, in, verse, in verse 45, Jesus, it appears, Jesus doesn't talk about the scriptures again, but he talks about Moses. And he says, Moses in whom you trust. Don't forget that in verse 39, he said, they searched the scriptures and trusted the scriptures for eternal life. So in verse 45, Jesus replaces the scriptures with, Moses. <laughs> it means that the scriptures can be called Moses. Relax. I'm going to tell you why. In fact, when you meet any Hebrew scholar, they will tell you that 
Moses' writing can actually stand alone. <laughs> so Moses' writing will carry, carry, sorry, carry the same force or quantum of energy as the prophets and the Psalms would carry. It means that Moses' writing, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the five books of Moses, actually would explain everything you need to know about God. Then the other writers would explain from Moses. So Moses is the primary writer, the archaic writer. If I should use the Greek word, archaic writer. Archaic means the principal writer. The principal writer of the scriptures would be Moses. So Jesus in verse 44, is, verse 45, sorry, is equating the scriptures with Moses. So he said, do not think that I will accuse you, Moses in whom you trust. This Moses refers to Moses' writing. So he's saying that Moses' writing in whom you trust for eternal life will accuse you. Why would Moses' writing accuse? 46. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. Pay attention. Jesus is saying that if you believe Moses, you believe him. What it means that Jesus and Moses would say the same thing. The same thing concerning God. The same thing concerning salvation. The same thing. They would say the same thing. The same thing concerning the help me. So Jesus and Moses would say the same thing. I told you that they will interact. For you be, if you believe Moses, you would believe me. So, in fact, if you are a great preacher and you are found saying funny things, you know, uh, like the law was given by Moses, by grace and truth. We don't trust Moses, we trust Jesus. You see what you are doing to yourself? Jesus and Moses will say the same thing. So actually, in John, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying myself already. In John chapter 1, in John chapter 1, Verse. Let's read John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Father. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is prepared before me, for he was before me. Okay, look at this. 16. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. So in 17, when John writes that the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, don't think that um, John is pegging Jesus against Moses. No. What John is saying is that Moses, who gave the law, is the same one who wrote concerning Jesus. And so he's saying that the law was given by Moses, but the grace and truth that Moses in his writings explained would come by Jesus. So it is an affirmation of Moses writing concerning Jesus. Moses and Jesus are not fighting. <laughs> ah, so Moses and Jesus are saying the same thing. John 5 says that if you believe Moses, you will believe me. If you don't believe Moses, you will not believe me. If you don't pay attention to Moses, you will miss Jesus. Hallelujah. For if you believe me, if you believe Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote about me. Do you see it? So grace and truth would be written firstly by who? Moses. In fact, it is Moses who records that Noah found grace in the sight of God. The first person to write concerning grace was Moses. Why do you think that Moses is, is the, the one who gives the law? And then he, Moses wrote concerning Jesus. Hallelujah. 
or they subdue your mind for you. If you hear anybody uh, casting uh, instigations against Moses, against what the person, read your Bible well. Moses and Jesus would say the same thing. If you believe Moses, you believe me. But he wrote about me. But you do not believe his writings. How would you believe my word? In fact, Jesus told a parable concerning a rich man who died and went to the place of death and a certain man, poor man called Lazarus. Do you know that when the rich man asked that uh, 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 Lazarus be sent back to earth, do you know what Abraham said? Abraham said that he has Moses and the prophets. Your brothers have Moses and the prophets. In fact, Moses cannot be ignored. If you ignore Moses, you will ignore salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Today I'm doing a defense for Moses. <laughs> Look at John 8.56. John 8.56. Before I tell you what the help me is, I have to disabuse your mind concerning Moses so that you will not miss Moses. John 8.56. In John chapter 8, verse 56. Verse 56. It says that your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and saw it and was glad. Again, who wrote this? Moses did it. Moses wrote an account of Abraham seeing Jesus' day. And so Jesus was saying that Abraham saw my day. Who wrote it? Moses was the one who recorded it. And so you see that interaction. Jesus is interacting with Abraham. Jesus is making reference to Moses reference to Abraham. Look at John chapter 3 verse 14, a popular scripture. He says that as Moses lifted up, as Moses lifted up, John 3 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man. Look at it. The same way Moses lifted up the serpent, the same way the son of man must be lifted. In Numbers 21, when the people of Israel sinned and Moses Pray to God and God asked him to make a bronze serpent and lift it up. In fact, Moses was actually teaching Christ with that explanation. Moses was explaining Jesus. So when Jesus enters the scene, he makes reference to that and says, Do you remember Moses lifted up? The serpent is the same way. I will be lifted up. Hallelujah. The Bible is an interesting material. Look at John 1, 45. I think I... Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And so Moses wrote about Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> Moses. Moses. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 7. You cannot explain anything in the... In fact, no New Testament writer can be able to explain Jesus without quoting Moses. No New Testament writer can explain Jesus without quoting Moses. 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Today I'm just going to explain the help me to you. I need you to bail Moses out in your thinking before I do that. Therefore, peg out the old leaven, and that you may be a new lamb, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Look at it. Passover. Who first wrote concerning Passover? Who gave the instruction to observe the Passover? Moses was the one who wrote it. So Moses' Passover 
is taught in the epistles as representing Christ. <laughs> so Moses was actually teaching through the Passover in Exodus chapter 12. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. Paul. You see, a lot of people say, Paul, you know, um, had a supernatural encounter with Jesus, and Jesus revealed, I tell you the truth, Paul read Moses. Paul read Moses. Paul interpreted for Moses. I don't have time. I will show you several instances where Paul quotes Moses. So look at 2 Corinthians 4. Verse 6, Paul is going to quote Moses. 4, 6, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. When did God command light to shine out of darkness? Do you remember Genesis 1, 2 and 3? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, then God said, let there be light. Let there be light. So Paul, by the Spirit, is saying that when Moses actually wrote that God said, let there be light, Moses was writing concerning the gospel. So that light was actually the light of the glory of God, which is seen in the face of Jesus. <laughs> the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Christ. That is what Moses wrote in Genesis chapter 1. Moses is not a historian, don't forget. And so having done this, I think I've worked your appetite enough to explain to you the help me. Who is the help me? Or what is the help me? What is the help me? So in Genesis chapter 2 verse 24, Genesis chapter 2 verse 24, I've done enough justice to Moses. What is the help me? Genesis 2, 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. You see, I've seen a lot of people saying that it is the man who should leave and join his wife. So the man should leave his mother and father and go and stay with his wife, maybe in the, wife, in the, in the place that the wife has built. In fact, Moses would write concerning marriage using the culture at that time. At that time, in the Egyptian culture, it was the man who lived to stay with the woman. So don't come and use this in the Ghanaian culture. And bono. <laughs> so Moses, I told you that Moses would write the counsels of God using the prevalent culture. So this is not a fixed rule for every married, married couple. Okay? The essence is that the two shall become one flesh. That's what you have to take as a take home. Okay, don't go and fight anybody. Eh? Don't say me, I won't leave. You are the one supposed to leave. Now, pay attention. I want you to pay attention. I'm going to explain the help me to you and I'll say a few other things. Don't forget that I've told you that eternal life is the promise of God from Genesis. Do you remember Titus 1, 1 and 2? Eternal life is the promise of God. And I believe that Mr. Daniel made you understand that the purpose of God has been to dwell in man. So God's purpose for creating man was to dwell in man. Okay? I want you to take note of that. So you realize that the popular redemption story actually needs to be taken a closer look at. 
we treat redemption as if, okay, God created a perfect system, a perfect man, and then the man fell, and then God now had to change the plan. No. <laughs> no. The plan, the purpose of God, the intent of God was his reason for creating man. So if anything at all, nothing changed with God. In fact, nothing changed with God. Nothing changed about God's plan. No. What changed was that man failed in achieving what God wanted him to achieve. God didn't fail. So God has already promised eternal life. It was man who failed. So redemption is God making it right where man failed. It is not God making it right where God failed. So take another look at your redemption story in your head. Okay? It is, so in fact, the, your entire Old Testament, and I, I, I told you yesterday, I, I use that word loosely. Genesis to Malachi is an account of God being faithful and man being unfaithful. Look at Israel. So many times they will wander into sin, God will still go for them. <laughs> at the end of the day, the Savior was still born to a Jew. <laughs> Even God was faithful. What he wanted to do is... In fact, that, that, that system of God's sovereignty that we explained, that God owns, God will do what he wants to do, is actually his sovereignty at salvation. Nobody told him what to do. He purposed to have an association with man. Man failed. He went back to restore man. So that restoration was not a restoration to the state of Adam. No. It is a restoration to God's original intent, which according to Titus, is from before the foundation of the world. Take note of this so that you don't get confused as I tell you what the help me means. Now look at Genesis 2.18. Genesis 2.18. Genesis 2.18. The Lord God said, it is not good. Now take note. Before God said, it is not good, God had said, it is good. A lot of times, he had said a whole lot of, it is good. Let's look at them. God saw that it was good. So, you see, for instance, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass, the hair that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Take note, it was good. Okay. God saw that it was good. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 4. And God saw the light. He saw the light that it was what? Good. That word good in the Greek is tall. It means complete. Perfect. It was good. So everything that God made, he called it good. It was good. But the first time he called something not good. Look at what he calls it not good. It is not good that man should be alone. What is not good? Man alone. <laughs> so man alone is not good. Who is this man? Who is this man when we say man don't think about the sex okay male and don't say oh, it's not only man it is man and male and female okay. look at genesis 127 
I, I read it earlier. Let me read this again. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So this man would be male and female. So male and female. Okay? Oh, you are thinking it's, it's Adam alone. So that you justify your help me. Pay attention to Moses. Keep your eye on the board. Right from Genesis 1, you started looking at marriage. Hey, keep your eye on the ball. Salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So it is not good for man to be alone. What is not good? Again, man alone. Man alone is not good. Man alone is not good. So I say it this way. Man was not created to be alone. You see, in the past days, I was saying that that idea, that concept that a believer would say, I want to be alone. I want to spend some time alone. It's actually criminal. <laughs> Very criminal. God did not mean man to be alone. No man is expected to be alone. In fact, there is nobody who is alone. There is nobody who is alone. Man, can, you, can you take that one again? Can you take that one again? <laughs> I'm saying that <laughs> I'm saying that what is not good is man alone. And I'm saying that it is actually criminal for man to be alone. Very criminal. God never intended for man to be alone. And I said that, you know, in the past few days, I was explaining that that concept that the believer wants to say, I want to read the Bible on my own prayer on my own, is criminal. Because Per God's agenda, per God's purpose, no man is supposed to be alone. And as a matter of fact, there is no man who is alone. I'll prove it to you. If you show me a man who is alone, then he's, he's, he's an interesting man. No man is alone. The faculty of man is, is created to be occupied. You can't be alone. You need to be occupied. Okay? So... Man alone is criminal. So God calls it not good. Top. Not perfect. Not good. Now let me show you something about the alone. Actually, that word alone doesn't mean, you know, a man who is uh, incapable. This explains why God gave man the free will. So actually, man alone means that a man who is able to take decisions. <laughs> it is not a robot. Okay, the word alone in the Hebrew is a man who is competent in himself. But God still calls that competent man, that supposedly competent man, not good. <laughs> Why does he call him not good? You will so, you see it very soon. So, man alone is not good. It is not good that the man should be alone. Alone means that the man who is competent and yet without help. So the man can be competent, very competent, can take decisions. Yet God says he needs help. Why does he need help? Don't forget the promise is eternal life. Don't forget the ball is salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So it means that even before the man sinned, God saw a problem. <laughs> and the problem was that this man that he had made, as competent as he is, as competent that as he is on his own to make decisions, to make choices, he is still not safe if he is alone. 
in his decision making. Not, not good. Not good for man to be alone. And so God says, I will make him a help me. I told you the meaning of the help me. A helper comparable to him. Take note. So that helper is going to be comparable to the man. In what sense? In what sense? I'll hold on. I'll come and tell you the meaning very soon. So let me tell you the meaning of help me. Help me in the Hebrew is Ezer. Ezer. E-Z-E-R. Let me spell it for you. E-Z-E-R. Ezer. E-Z-E-R. Help me. Ezer. E-Z-E-R. That is the meaning of help me. That is the meaning of help me. What is the meaning of Ezer? What is the meaning of Ezer? What is the meaning of Ezer? Let me tell you. By the time you know the meaning, you know that Ezer cannot be a woman. The Ezer in the Bible, I'll, I'll give you references. The Bible refers to one who is able to deliver from danger. One who is able to deliver from an apparent danger. It means that the Ezer sees an incoming danger and delivers. Can that be the woman? <laughs> Can that be the woman? No way. For we have seen both the man and the woman perish. <laughs> the first man and the first woman you know, the woman could not save the man from the danger. In fact, it is the woman, please, with apologies to my woman. Okay, okay, let me not say this. So the first man and the first woman could not be delivered. <laughs> they actually slipped into sin. So the Ezra cannot be a woman. One who saves from an apparent or impending danger. Let's look at how the Old Testament references the Ezra. The first reference is in Genesis 2.20. Let's read that. Genesis 2, 20. So Adam gave name to all cattle, to all the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. A helper comparable to him. Exodus 18, verse 4. Pay attention. Exodus 18, verse 4. Look at the helper as used in the Old Testament. Exodus 18, Verse 4, where are you? Okay. Verse 4. Um, okay. And the name of the other was Eliezer. So Eliezer actually means Eliezer. The God of my father was my help. So Eliezer's name means God the help me. Hold on. I haven't said anything yet. Eliezer, the God of my father was my helper. Now take note. Deuteronomy 18 verse 4. Deuteronomy 18 verse... No forget you are reading Moses. <laughs> so, if Moses writes concerning the help me, at least pay attention to how Moses will use the help me before you conclude it is the woman or um, it is your girlfriend or your plantee. <laughs> it's getting exciting here. Deuteronomy 18 Verse 4. Deuteronomy 18, verse 4. Okay? 
the first fruit of your grain and your new wine and your oil and the first of the fleece of your sheep, you shall give him. For the Lord your God has chosen him out of all your tribes to minister in the name of the Lord and his sons forever. Okay. Um, I think um, that, that I got that wrong. Let's take Deuteronomy 33 verse 7. There's no reference for helper there, the, the earlier one. So cancel it. 33 7, Deuteronomy. Still reading from Moses. 33 7. And this he said of Judah. Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him to his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him. And you and may you be a help against his enemies. May you be a help against his enemies. So this is a prayer to God. And this prayer, Moses pronouncing blessing on the children of Israel, the tribes of Israel, says that for Judah, the Lord should be his helper. Hold on. We haven't gotten anywhere yet. 33.26 Deuteronomy 33.26 There is no one like the God of Jeshron who rides the heavens to help you. Who rides the heavens to help you, to exile you. To exile you. Interesting. To exile you. Interesting. 33.29 Happy are you, O Israel, like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help, the shield of your Ezar. Let's go into the Psalm, Psalm 20, verse 2. Psalm 20, finding your help, me. Psalm 20, verse 2. May He send you help from the sanctuary. May the Lord answer you, verse 1, in the day of trouble. <laughs> so you see, the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help. May he send you a czar from the sanctuary. Psalm 33, verse 20. It's your eye opening. So by the time I finish, I'll tell you who is the czar. I'll ask you and you should be able to tell me. I'll give you enough references. Psalm 33, verse 20. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our czar and our shield. He's our help and our shield. Our czar and our shield. 3320. Okay. And my deliverer. <laughs> oh Lord, do not delay. Ezra. 70 verse 5. Psalm 89 verse 19. 89 verse 19. Today I'm just doing Ezra. I want to Ezra you. 89 verse 19. Then you spoke in a vision to your Holy One and said, I have given you Ezra. I've given you help to one who is mighty. Ezra. Psalm 115 verse 9. Let me give you two more and I'll wrap up. Psalm 115 verse 9. Make sure you write these down. 115 verse 9. <clears> oh <throat> Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help. He is their Ezra and their shield. 
Isaiah 30 verse 5. So we've done enough of the Psalms. There are other references, but let's do Isaiah 3. Isaiah 30 verse 5. Isaiah 30 verse 5. They were all ashamed of a people who could not benefit them or be helped or benefit. So this is not, this is used, uh, you know, in a certain way, but it's still Ezra, right? So Ezra, I'm giving you all the references for Ezra. Okay. Let's do Hosea 13 verse 9. Finally, Hosea 13 verse 9. Hosea 13 verse 9. Hosea na webie mati yunu. Hey! Hosea 13 verse 9. Okay. Oh Israel, you are destroyed. But your help is from me. Your Ezar is from me. So let me ask you a simple question. Throughout the references, what can you say about the use of Ezar throughout the Old Testament? Anybody? Anybody, before I tell you what the Ezar is, what can you say? What can you say? Type it quickly. You have seen it consistently. Okay, man of God, God bless you. Ezar is God himself. Did you see it? So, the reference was for God himself. God himself is the Ezar. <laughs> God himself is the Ezar. So I told you that man alone is a, a crime. Man, it, it actually means man without God. It's a close union with himself. So that is the meaning of the Ezar. So let's go back to Genesis chapter 2. Obviously, what Bible have you been reading? You didn't keep your eye on the ball. <laughs> the Lord God said, it is not good. That man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. So who will be that helper comparable to him? God. And so this, after the fall, this scripture would mean that the helper comparable to man would be a man. So this is actually mercy saying that God would become a man. <laughs> God himself would become a man. In fact, in the New Testament, the reference for Ezar is the same word for Savior. The Greek for Ezar is the Sota, the Savior, the one who will save. So the Ezar is the same as the Savior. So we can say it is not good for man to be without the Savior. And God is saying, I myself will be his Savior. What is not good? The not good is in the sense that Competent man able to make decisions without listening to God, without obeying God, it's a crime. Hallelujah. It's a crime. It's a crime. And so, as people of God, God's faithfulness is that He promised the Ezar and He fulfilled the Ezar in the man Jesus Christ. Now, the Ezar has come to dwell in the believer so the believer has the helper in him god is the azar god is the azar god is the azar what is god's faithfulness therefore what will be god's faithfulness look at first corinthians 6 16. let me do this quickly are you enjoying it 
First Corinthians six sixteen. First Corinthians six sixteen. Six sixteen. It says, Do you not know that he who is joined to a halot is one body with her? For the two he says shall become one flesh. Where is Paul quoting from Moses? Who wrote that the two will become one flesh? Moses did. And so Paul in explaining that, that one flesh that Moses wrote, doesn't explain it around the subject of marriage at all. But he says in verse 17, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So the Ezra is actually a man that is joined together with the Lord. That is the Ezra. <laughs> Take your time and then think about it again. That is the Ezra. Unfortunately, I don't have much time, but think about this again. So the help meet is man in union with God. <laughs> okay. Let me break your understanding more. What would you call Jesus? 100% God, 100% man, right? So in Jesus, we find the perfect representation of the Ezra. He himself is God, yet he is man. So in Jesus, we find God associating with man in the man. <laughs> God relating with man in a man. So Jesus is the complete Ezra. God and man together in one person. Now, the believer who believes the gospel also is joined, united to God in his spirit. So whenever you see the Ezra, it is making reference to that union between divinity and humanity. It is that union that will save a man. Now let me punch this. As I, I want to do my altar call. And so for us who have believed the gospel, we have believed the help from God. We have received that help from God. So the writer of Hebrews would say that do not let your mind be swayed, for he has promised he will never leave or forsake us. I don't have time to explain this. Maybe tomorrow I'll do this for you. But in that union between divinity and humanity, God has promised he will never leave or forsake us. Therefore, we have that confidence. And so, you see, as a believer, you have to grow in this. Okay? You have to grow in this. You have believed in Jesus. Jesus is your Ezra, your help meet. In fact, the Ezra has co-dwelt with you in your spirit, okay? And so you have to take inspiration from the Ezra because that is your help. <laughs> At salvation, you were actually snatched from the sin of eternal death. Now, that association is the same association that will save you from sin. Daily sin, okay? Daily sin that will save you from danger, okay? And so the believer must be found gleaning or taking strength from the Ezra. That is why Paul would say that we pray for the Ephesian church that they will be strengthened in their inner man. When Paul prays that prayer, what it means is that they would come to the realization of the presence of the Ezra in their spirit. That will be the strengthening. When they are strengthened in their inner man, it means that it will show up in their character, in their conduct. Hallelujah. I don't have time to push this. 
But let me use this opportunity to, to, to talk to somebody. Somebody who will hear me. Who, who will hear me and, you know, it, it, it has not believed the gospel. I said this in the morning. I'm going to quote it for you. You remember I said that actually man alone is criminal. And it is actually not possible for man to be alone. Do you know why? Because if man does not seek the help meet, which is God himself, which is salvation through faith in Christ Jesus, that man is occupied with a lie. And so Jesus would say that you are of your father, the devil, for he is a liar from the beginning. So from the beginning, the devil will give a wrong account concerning the Ezar. And so anybody who does not have the Ezar actually has the lie, has the devil. That is why Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 would say that there is a certain spirit at work in the children of disobedience. In fact, Paul would call the unbeliever as darkness because that man has not found the Ezar. If you are hearing me, and you have not believed the gospel, you are actually a time bomb waiting to explode. A time bomb waiting to explode. Man alone is not good. From the beginning, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for man to be without a savior. Therefore, he made, he made man a savior, a help me. He made man a help me. He made man a helpmate. And so, if there is a man who does not have the Savior, who has not believed in the Savior's work, that man is a time bomb waiting to explode. Look at Romans chapter 1. Paul explains what that man is doing to himself. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. The truth from the beginning would be God's promise of eternal life, salvation, true faith in Christ Jesus would be God's promise of a help for man. So for man to reject that, what he's actually doing is that he's suppressing it. He's calling God a liar. The man who doesn't believe the gospel has called God a liar. And because God cannot lie, that man will go and perish. Because God is the savior, the Ezar, the one who delivers man from apparent danger. What is that danger? It is competent man able to make decisions, able to take actions, able to make choices, and yet has no help. What is that help? That help is the Spirit of God. That help is the Spirit of God that will unite with a man's spirit. That is the Ezar. It is a crime. Criminal offense. If you are a believer here, and your, your trust is not, is not in the Spirit of God, and it's, it's not in the dictates of the Spirit, and it's not in what the Spirit of God commands you to do, what especially the inner witness commands you, leads you to do, what the written word tells you to do, you are committing a crime. <laughs> but for the man who has not believed the gospel, there is hope for that man. There is hope for that man. Because Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says that, the gospel is the power of God to salvation. In fact, the gospel is the entrance to the help meet. 
<laughs> in the preaching of the gospel, God presents the help meet to man. The man who receives the gospel receives help from God. We read consistently that the Ezar is God's ability to preserve, to help a man. Don't take that ability from God, my brother, my sister. In fact, it is only God that can help a man. It is only God that can help a man. It is only God that can help a man. It is only God that has been able to help man. So don't take that ability from God. If you are here at the sound of my voice, you are hearing me, your heart is telling you that you have not received the help from God. I beseech you by the message of God. Don't let this offer go with. For Jesus is passing this way, calling unto you. Receive him into your heart and he will give you help. It is only God that can help man. It is proven that it is only God that has been able to help man. Man has never helped himself. Competent man is a time bomb waiting to explode. Waiting to explode. Hallelujah. Somebody, are you there? Have you found your Ezra? Glory to Jesus. Have you found your Ezra? Your Ezra is the Lord himself. Your Ezra is God himself. Assuring your Ezra is God Himself. Your Ezra is the Spirit of God. Your help meet is the Spirit of God. Your help meet is salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Your help meet is salvation through faith. Now let, let, look, look at this Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Look at this. Let your conduct be without covetousness. So the writer of Hebrews is saying that let your conduct not be in, in covetousness. <laughs> in fact, the word of Hebrews is saying that find sufficiency in the Ezra. So don't be covetous. I want this, 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 I want this. Look at this. We are going to we are going to pray. I will I will lead somebody who wants to receive the gospel and then we'll pray. We will pray around it. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Check your life. Is there any root of covetousness in your life? Covetousness makes you uneasy all of a sudden. I told you in the morning. All of a sudden, you've been okay. All of a sudden, you wake up. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. Everybody's doing this. Why is it that? Why is it that? Why is it that? Let your covetous let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. What will be the such things that you have? Can somebody tell me what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? What do we have? Do we have the Ezra? We have the Ezra. We have the help meet. We have God himself, right? So be, con be conscious of what you have. You have salvation. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Salvation. Salvation. That, that priceless gift from God. So the writer of Hebrews says that be, 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 be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, for God himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. See this. God has said it. God has said it. But look at verse 6. He has said it 
So we may boldly say. So we may boldly say. What can we boldly say? Because God has said he will never leave us or forsake us. What can we boldly say? The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my Ezra. The Lord is my Ezra. So God has said, I will not leave you. So I say the Lord. So when I say God has said, I will not leave you. Then you say, what will you say? God has said he will not leave, leave you. What will you say? Say it quickly. Say it quickly. Say it quickly. Say it quickly. God has said he will not leave us. What will you say, child of God? What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? What can you say? What can you say? Can you say better than God? No. You repeat it. You repeat it. What will you say? The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Let me, let me do this quickly. If you are here, you haven't received the gospel, lift up your hand. Let me pray with you. Say with me, Heavenly Father, having received your word tonight, I believe in my heart that Jesus is my Savior. I receive him into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. Hallelujah. If you have done this, the Ezar has come to abide in you. The Ezar was made for you and you were made for the Ezar. Now, people of God, let, 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 let's do this. Let, 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 let's, let's enter into the, the place of prayer, the place of the Spirit right now. <laughs> God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that we may both say, What can we say? What can we say? The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. Ah, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. I will not fear. I will not fear. I don't know somebody you are you are you are hooked with fear for a long time. Fear is leading you to take decisions, wrong decisions. Why are you afraid? You are afraid you will fail in life. You are afraid you will not get a husband, not get a wife. The Lord is your husband. <laughs> the Lord is your exile. Open your mouth, somebody. Speak this confession. Make this confession. Make this confession over your life, over your health. What is the doctor telling you? You have three weeks to live. <laughs> the doctor is saying you have three weeks to live. This medicine will not go. This sickness will not go. I have to tell you this, 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 this evening. And if the doctor says this, this sickness will kill you, the Lord says this sickness will not kill you. For he is your helper. What is your expectation from the Lord? You see, don't be covetous. Don't be covetous. Don't, 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 don't be jealous. Don't, don't change after people's wealth. No. Don't, don't say, these people have no. What do you have? What do you have? You have the exact. Make this declaration. Somebody lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Libra Salvation is secured. My salvation is secured. Akabo Rasibadiyo, Kabo Rasibadiyo, Kabo Rasibadiyo, Kabo Rasibadiyo, Kabo Rasibadiyo, Kabo Rasibadiyo, Kabo R
I believe God, the Lord is my helper. what can Look at look at Hebrews 13 verse 6 again. So we may say boldly, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Look at what the summit asks. He, he says, What can man do to me? You know that Jesus actually quoted this psalm when he went to the place of the dead. For he said that you will not leave me in the place of the dead. You know, Jesus actually quoted this when he died and went to the place of the dead, went to hell. Okay, Hades, 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 sometimes written as hell in your Bible, not where the fire is. Place of the dead. Jesus actually quoted David and said, You will not leave my soul in the place of the dead. And so, David, by the spirit, says that what can man do to you? It means that you are not restricted in your usage of this. You know, primarily referring to salvation. But whatever man thinks they can do to you, God can help you. Whatever man thinks they can do to you, God can help you. Man can rob you. 
man can beat you, they beat Jesus. Man can betray you, Judas betray Jesus. Man, man will join hands with other men. People will join hands with people. Come against you, blackmail you, say bad things about you. God is your helper. <laughs> Whatever man can do to you, God can help you. So, actually, Whatever man needs, God can supply. So, when you don't have money, God can supply. What can man do to you? You can say, what can money do to me? <laughs> what can betrayer do to me? I want you to replace man with that circumstance. What can he do to me? What can money do to me? God is my helper. God is my helper. I want you to lift up your voice once again. Make this confession. The Lord is my help. Me. What is my help? Whatever circumstance you are in, don't be too busy to not to talk to your helper. Don't be too busy not to speak for help. Don't be too busy to engage the helper. Lift up your voice in prayer. I see the spirit of the Lord move so strongly in our midst. Lift up your voice in prayer. Supply of resources. It's something that keeps coming and it keeps coming and it keeps coming. Supply of resources. From the beginning of the service, something I keep saying. Supply. The Lord shall supply. Present ever help, ever abiding help. Lift up your voice in prayer. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to In the name of it is a crime for man to be alone and and he has really explained that concept very well that it is not good it is it is actually a crime so any man who is alone is a criminal and has to be arrested man that we know is male and female and he has explained that the help meet for man is god himself and he has really expounded on that and we know that it's, it's not any entity but the only whether human or whatever the only help meet for man is god himself um, the bible was so specific not just god but it's god himself somebody say himself so it means that it is 
it is something that we are supposed to walk consciously in it now what am i trying to say i'm trying to we are going to pray a prayer right now when i was in Prempe college when i was in Prempe college when i got to level hey david any level when i go to form three third term the lord opened me up to some of these things and that has been the secret behind my academic excellence people think that um douglas is very intelligent douglas is very clever um my dear one it is a it is a help me <laughs> you see it is something that god is doing with everybody in academics in my finances uh, i may be a very competent person i may be somebody who can read somebody who goes to lectures and go to class i read my notes do my exercises that shows my competence that shows my my expression of free will that is the free will we are talking about however however i am conscious every time that there's a help me you see anytime you are doing anything and you feel that you are doing it alone you are committing a crime you must consciously always make sure that you have it in mind that you are not alone any time any point in time that there is this loneliness that begins to buzz around you it means you are committing a crime because as i as the man of god said it is either you are occupied by something else don't allow the books to take pressure anytime i have never gone to i always say it boldly there have not been any question in class i've never answered i don't go to examination hall and there's like the lecturer has tricked me it has never happened like what yeah, never like you need money and they didn't the thing didn't come like how you see some of us we get so distracted by the activities of the earth what can man the man there talks about things that are pertaining to life things that are pertaining to human life what can what what at all what at all what at all can that exam do to you what at all can that quiz do to you what at all can that job do to you what at all can that interview do to you what at all what at all what at all somebody asks what at all there is nothing the word at all what at all it in the greek represents a, 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 a negation that is made twice it means it is impossible in always in all circumstances in no time <laughs> i don't know how to even explain it what the what at all in, in the greek is, is like a double negation like <laughs> not again and again and no more so it's like it, it, it nothing can happen at any time <laughs> in anywhere at any place I, I don't know what to say again nothing it is nothing it means that at any point in time don't forget that the release of this provision is connected to the appearance and existence of the help meet in your life never ever do anything alone never never you are sitting behind your book and you are you are putting your head come on what are you are wasting time it is even a crime <laughs> you are writing exams and it, ah when i sit behind my papers and exams i am conscious ah they help me ah, i am not there you see some people write exams and they are in attention you see their hands shaking they are sweating and there was a time i came to the examination hall 30 minutes before after time i'm not saying do that <laughs> there was something that happened and i, I became late ah I, some people some people were shaking they were they were crying hey, hey ah, ah what at all 
there's a there's a presence called a help meet we are engaging in prayer right now i don't know the circumstance you are in i don't know what is happening in your life let me tell you the problem with your life and the reason why you are not succeeding is because you are alone and because you are alone the system of the world will arrest you because the system in this life itself tells you that you need the help even the president needs help and the man of god made this so clear and plain the system and the orchestration and the configuration of man demands an occupation there's no way man can become a vacuum so if you are not if god is not your help meet it means that something else and the help me that has been explained means that something that can es- deliver you from a pending danger a pending c a pending d a pending e a pending divorce a pending disappointment a pending failure <laughs> a pending danger danger represents that which which traps man and strips man and devoid man of power and expression you are lifting up a prayer unto god let me tell you all what you need is an ability to work in this and ability is already in you the help me didn't come it came to fulfill in all the willingness is there the ability is there the capacity is there the competence is there you are lifting up your voice wherever you are in prayer you are not alone ah you are not alone stop don't don't harden your heart at your work when you are cooking don't think it is you there's a help meet you are washing there's a help meet and every day like you see the help meet has come to such a way that at there's no point in time there's no help you see the help meet is actually in your in you so anywhere you are there's help meet <laughs> someone who say ah, about god uh, man of god i mean i'm saying that uh, uh, when you have help you need to oh god help send help oh god send help hey wherever you are there's help in fact the place you are standing to pray for help the help is already in you you see we are too we are too accustomed to the act of receiving things from heaven forgotten that everything that we need has already been embedded in us by the presence of the help meet what at all lift up your voice and begin to pray if you can only keep saying boldly in your heart and in your mind you are not alone stop writing exams alone stop stop doing things alone stop pushing yourself like ah can't you see you see you see can't you see that the world is arresting you look at the way you are making you do things you are not supposed to do that's why you cheat in exams that, 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 that's why you you, you copy you, you forgotten this <laughs> you see the reason why people do the things against god is not because they don't want to it's because they've forgotten that they are not alone i want to be alone it's a it's a criminal statement <laughs> say i want to be occupied with something else don't say i want to be alone see open your mouth and pray
There's no need to talk plenty. The hand of the Lord is not short. The help is not short. Lift up your voice. Pray for that mother. Pray for that sister. Pray for that brethren. Pray for that local church. Pray for that pastor. Pray for that sister. Pray for everywhere. What at all? What at all? The exam is around. Lift up your voice in prayer. The help is coming from your inside. The help that David was looking out for from heaven has already descended. <laughs> the help that Moses quoted, eh? the help that David said, that he was, where would my help come from? My help will come from the Lord, eh, from heaven. In fact, that Lord of heaven, First Corinthians chapter 15, he said, For Jesus, for the first man is Eti, but the second man is Lord from heaven. Please, the help has come down in the person of the Spirit. The help is in you. Lift up your voice and pray before you start looking somewhere. So look deep down, look on your inside. The permanent dwelling of the Spirit. He will never leave you. He is inside of you. Your help is not nowhere. You didn't leave your help in a room. The help is not connected to an auditorium. Engage <laughs> uh. the spirit. The help is not coming from heaven, oh, <laughs> the ever abiding help. The help have never thought of staying in heaven. The help yearns and always want to be a man. The help meet himself. Lift up your voice and pray. Speak over matters. Don't keep quiet. God has said, so we too shall repeat it. Your silence is a sign that you don't believe. The reason why you are not praying is because you think you can do it alone. It is a crime. That's why you fail. Lift up your voice. Your academics, your finances, your marital pursuits, everything, your ministry, your spiritual growth. There are a lot of resources in the heavens. Angelic engagement, spirit engagement, a Godhead engagement. What are you talking about? We have enough help. <laughs> pray over your mother, pray over that sister, pray for that uncle, pray for that pastor. 
pastor. Pray for that leader. Pray for your disciple. Pray for your help. Pray for the one. Pray for your disciple. Those who think they can handle things alone, pray for them. Speak of our matters. Something is happening right now. I see supply. I see supply. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Don't keep quiet. What at all? What at all? What at all? What at all do you mean? Stop that. Humble your heart and receive. Your competence. You don't know too well. Stop acting as if you know. What do you know? I see supplies. I see supplies. All over. I see help. All over spiritual help, financial help, marital help, academic help, family help. I don't care the situation, it can never override the help available in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, glory to Jesus. Somebody shout, Glory, glory. If you know. There has been a release. Say there has been a release. Ha 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 ha. Masaya. There has been a release. There has been a release. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, if you have, if you know there has been a release, talk to me. You see, uh, there's one thing the man of God has said severally, and I don't know why some of us. You see, when God says, you also say, we repeat. <laughs> Faith is not being silent. Yeah, talk back. <laughs> how did you get? How did you get salvation? It's when repeated. <laughs> uh, sometimes I pity those who go to church and they don't want to be responding. Uh, you are joking. God bless you so much for for coming around. There, there's something that 
from the beginning of the the online campaign i keep saying that anytime you are in the purpose of god there's a supply somebody say anytime you are in the purpose of god there's a supply anytime you are in the will of god there's a supply anytime you are in the counsel of his will there's a supply of resources anytime you are in the fulfillment of his supreme interest there's a supply of interest there's a supply of resources anytime you are in to let god's will be perfected in every situation there's a supply of resources so if there's something and you are not receiving it means you are pursuing your own agenda why it's high time you need to sit back and question the things you want why do you want it let me tell you god will never let me hold on (laughs) there's a series that we are going to do favor series Uh, when we finish some of us will go go and bomb your house god will never bless anything that will go against him god will never bless anything that goes against him god will never supply resources for any agenda that's against himself don't forget it if that decision is against god's will my dear one <laughs> oh diagro let's pause it there stop praying for fever if you are not in the right condition <laughs> because it will never come ah <laughs> it's not ambition so somebody said give me scotland or i die you thought it's an ambition marriage is not an ambition academic excellence is not an ambition <laughs> stop being ambitious reciting the will of the lord <laughs> god bless you so much for for coming around god, god bless you man of god for such an exposition you see this is a message that everybody must hear let's tell them that there's something you have to hear stop stop trying to be you know these are the things people need there are a lot of people who are dying out there because of some of these things i pray god is going to you are going to be that vessel to bless people don't be shy to let people know don't be shy to let people come and feed on this life uh, let's allow people call people invite people your your brother your sister your friend even your ex allow them to today the message the lord gave me that christ died for your ex too so <laughs> stop sending bombs <laughs> You need a comforter. You need a help meet. <laughs> the Lord bless you so much for coming around. And um, we are so grateful. Share, like, everywhere. I know the God is going to bless you so much. God willing, tomorrow morning, we are we are, we are are climaxing the, the help meet. I want you to don't miss it. come along. And God is going to bless you. The Lord bless you so much. Don't forget, my name is Mr. Douglas Okenekufo. We shall meet tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.